What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau, the podcast where I, Cherie Laveau, dive deeper into reality TV than most people watching feel is necessary and ask questions about all the things that they don't want out. Today, I'm going to be diving into the real reality of fandom and not just reality TV fandom, but celebrity fandom as a whole. I'm going to be discussing a couple of situations that have gone down in my personal life recently because I'm doing this show. And I'm going to be discussing Nicki Minaj and what seems like her launching an internet-wide barb attack on Garcelle Bouvet from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and her allegedly doxing Kimberly Nicole Foster. Lock in while I clock in, because we're about to get into it. All right, this is Real Reality Realness. I'm Cherie Laveau. Let's get into it. Listen, let me just start off by getting straight to the shit and laying it out plainly. Did Nicki Minaj send the barbs after Garcelle Bouvet? Technically, no. Did Nicki Minaj dox Kimberly Nicole Foster? No. But the reason why I worded my intro to this podcast the way that I worded it is because Nicki Minaj is one of the people who condones that type of behavior from her fans because she has been bullied in the industry. And she is one of those people who chooses to engage in the same behavior that she asks for sympathy and understanding for. She calls out this type of behavior yet engages in it at the exact same time and thinks that that's supposed to cause some sort of revolution or like it's going to stop people from coming after you because now you're coming after people. I don't understand. What happened to being the change you want to see? What happened to being the better person? At the end of the day, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I can drop references all day that are proving my point. But I don't understand how you can take somebody doing their job and all of a sudden make it a plot against a child that was never spoken on. That is what I have an issue with. Garcelle Bouvet was interviewing a woman at her job. She's not the booking agent. She's not the casting agent. She's not the executive producer. She is a woman who was on the payroll at The Real. Point blank. And mind you, let me go ahead and say this. Because the barbs are going to go with, she didn't say a name. She she never said a name. She didn't put a name on it. But Nicki Minaj told you she's never going to say a name. She told you she's not going to mention names and do all of that, blah, 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 blah. She's already said she doesn't make this song. She disses you on hit records. She's the queen of subbing. We get it. I don't expect Nicki Minaj to say a name. I was surprised when she said Cardi B's name. And I think the only reason that she said Cardi B's name was because that shit went so public. She had no way to avoid it and deflect from it and and play around in it. Do you get what I'm saying? With all the other situations that Nicki Minaj has dove into, most of the time she's been able to kind of play coy about it. Shout out to Coy Ray. But... It's just, it's just, I don't care if Nicki Minaj didn't say a name. 
when you say something that is so direct and so specific to a situation that it has no other way to be interpreted but as the person who it ends up being rumored as you saying a, you saying a name eventually just becomes a formality do you get what i mean like it's like Nicki minaj is saying this black woman who works at this at this talk show with all women of color who is on a reality show who got her son attacked on the internet is saying shit about me, da-da-da-da-da. Like, you're basically saying exactly who it is without saying the verbal name. Implication is damn near just as bad. If you imply who it is, it's, it's almost just as bad as saying it. And I'm sure that that's probably a way of being manipulated as a loophole for certain repercussions not to come because of that. I'm pretty sure that her legal team has probably said to her, you can say everything but the person's name and not be sued for it. I would have to look up the actual legalities and specifics of that as far as if that's something that's an actual real like play in court. Because the way that Nicki Minaj goes about conducting the way that she speaks about things on the internet and on Queen Radio, it sounds like that's what her legal team is telling her. You can say everything but the person's name and not be sued for it or, or, or not be held legally accountable for it. If you don't say the person's name, they can't pin you to it. That's what it feels like she's running with and, and she's running off of right now. And mind you, let me go ahead and say this. I'm not one of those people who subscribes to stand culture. So this ain't coming from somebody who's in Barty gang or or the hot girls or the city girls or whatever motherfucking fan bases are out there that, that do all this hype internet shit. This is not that, okay? This is a grown ass person who just sees one, the hypocrisy in your actions and two, who is coming from a place of not understanding how you're supposed to be the standard and you're conducting yourself like the trash you talk about. I am also coming from a fan's perspective because anybody who knows me and my presence on the internet knows what a Nicki Minaj fan I am. But I can be a fan of Nicki Minaj's music and not be a fan of her motherfucking actions. And she has had a history of condoning toxic and problematic behavior. What she said on Queen Radio implies that she condones a 14-year-old child being attacked on the internet with racial epithets and, and death threats. All because Garcelle Bouvet interviewed a woman who filed a lawsuit against her and her husband. Let's play devil's advocate for a moment. Can I see why Nicki Minaj is upset? Because this woman, albeit has a faulty and shifty story that is not a solid foundation, there's holes in it, okay? So I'm not saying that everything that that woman said in that interview is true and all of this stuff. She's had a shaky go of this with this whole situation with Nicki Minaj and Kenneth Petty, right? 
I'm not saying that Nicki Minaj doesn't have a reason to be upset. However, have y'all ever heard the phrase two wrongs don't make a right? What makes you getting on and saying that if you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen, this, that, and the third? Her kids didn't sign up for this. Her kids are not cast members on this reality show. So for you to sit here and say on your platform before, because I believe you are one who has said that I would never speak on somebody's children or speak on somebody's parenting when when it was in reference to Cardi B. And the whole reason that this Harper's Bazaar situation happened in the first place was because you allegedly liked a tweet about her child. Whether the tweet was fake or not, I don't know. But at the end of the day, the whole reason that this situation happened in the first place was because of parenting. And I remember you defending yourself about speaking on somebody's parenting and somebody's children. Yet here you are implying out of your own mouth that a child being attacked and sent death threats on the internet is okay because their mother did their job on a talk show. You are fucked up for that. You're fucked up for that. Period. I don't understand how you can sit here and say, it's just like I sat here and said with Kenya and Marlo on the fucking Real Housewives of Atlanta. I just sat here and said, you can't sit here and use what they do to you as a defense and then do the same thing and use what they did to you as justification for it. You sit here and cry and bitch and moan about being bullied on the internet and the Nikki hate train and how all these people come and attack you and do all of these things. But you want to sit here and in, in a roundabout way without being able to be implicated for it, condone the behavior of your fans doing the exact same thing to other people. Your fans say all the time, when it happens to her, it's okay. But when she does it, it's wrong. No, it's wrong all the way across the board. But what makes you more wrong for it is that you use the same action as a victim card and as justification for doing the exact same thing. How are we supposed to feel sorry for anything happening to you? If you sit there and do the exact same thing to to somebody else. And then on top of that, for you to say, did you give a fuck about my son? No one spoke on your son. No one spoke on your child. And even if Jennifer Huff did in the interview, even if Jennifer Huff brought up your, 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 your child, Garcelle didn't. Garcelle didn't get on the phone and call her in New York and plan this whole thing and set up the interview and do all of that. Even if the entire interview was fake, even if everything about that interview was fake and everything that Jennifer Huff said was a lie. There is no justification for you to say that about a child. I don't give a damn if you put a name on it or not. You sat here and made the implication and laid out all the details that pointed us directly to the person who you were talking about. So at the end of the day, that's not ever going to be okay. You're never going to come out looking okay for that. Your fan base is the only people who are going to think that that's okay. Nobody is ever going to sit here and say that 
that woman lying on your child if it if if everything she said was an actual lie because video footage did come out recently of her saying that she lied and she made a mistake and da 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 and she tried to drop everything and blah 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 but she couldn't so the so she had to take it to the DA yeah I saw that video why because I'm a Nicki Minaj fan what I'm not is a Barb let me explain to you the difference before I get back to that. The difference between a fan and a stan is that I am able to enjoy the person, be a fan of the individual, but I am not so brainwashed and so obsessed with the individual that they are absolved of all wrongdoing. I'm not that person that, oh, they can do no wrong. They're perfect. They are this, they are that. I'm not that girl and never will be. At the end of the day, people are human and they make mistakes. Ain't Nicki Minaj the one that said, I'm a human being? Hello? Nicki Minaj, it seems like you have gotten yourself so wrapped up in this internet culture and you've been so scarred and tainted by all the shit that you've been through in this industry that now, just like I said about Marlo, you have become the people that you hate. You are now becoming the people that you hate and you have lost your respectability. I don't understand how you think that this is okay. Even if you felt like this shit was wrong. Did you go to that woman as a grown-ass woman? Did you actually handle that with her? You sit here and wait until her son gets attacked on the internet to address some shit with a grown-ass woman? What the fuck sense does that make? You go sit here and use a woman's child being attacked to address her? And you think that's a flex? That's not queen shit. That's the shit that you complain about, right? For you to sit here and attack Garcelle Bouvet, allegedly, because of... For you to sit here and attack Garcelle Bouvet through, what she, through what's being done to her son. And then to close out that statement with, did you give a fuck about my son? It cancels out everything that, that you just said. Even if we could feel sorry for you and everything that you've been through. It cancels out everything that you just said because now you're sitting here and using your child as a sympathy play and a prop. You sat here and said it's not okay to attack your child, but yet you use somebody else's child being attacked to address their mother and then justify their child being attacked. What type of woman is that? What type of woman is that? But you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to attack you as a mother. I'm not going to say what type of mother would do that. What type of da 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 da. Because at the end of the day, you could be the best mother. You could be the best mother to Papa Bear there is and still be a shitty ass person on the internet. Two things can be true at the same goddamn time. You, you can be an amazing mother and a shitty person at the same time. And at the end of the day, what you are doing is really shitty behavior. And it is unbecoming of the woman that you have built yourself to be. It is unbecoming of the legacy that you have built. It is unbecoming of the success that you are rightfully deserving to have right now. 
See, I'm not the person who's going to come on here and hold you accountable by talking shit about you. I'm not the person that's going to come on here and try to talk shit and throw reads and, di- and do this type and, and, you know, do eye for eye shit. I'm going to come on and say what's real. Because at the end of the day, I've never wanted nothing but the best for you because you are the most important female rapper to my existence as a, as a musical artist. But what I will not do is stand by and let you justify your actions on the internet with bullying and with your child, especially when your child was not included in the situation. You can't use your child as a pawn when nobody brought him up. At the end of the day, nobody brought him up. And it's not fair for you to sit here and fuck fair. It's just not even human. It's not humane. It's not human. It's it's just not right for you to sit here and use a woman's son being dragged and attacked and racially assaulted and having death threats sent to them on the internet to attack a grown woman about a problem that, that you had with her a fucking year ago. That is cowardly. That is cowardly and that is disgusting. And I don't understand how you can ever sit here and look yourself in the mirror knowing that you would do some shit like that. Because of knowing that you would sit here and do some shit like this, it makes me question what else are you capable of? It makes me think, what else have you already done? Because I, as a fan, have turned the other cheek and looked away from some shit that's already been problematic that 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 you've done because at the end of the day this isn't the first time that you've excused some racially adjacent behavior this isn't the first time you've excused you've excused racist adjacent behavior because what you did was excuse somebody being racist to a black child on the internet because of some beef that you got with her mother That's what you did. You didn't attack Garcelle. You attacked her child. What you tried to do was use her child to attack Garcelle, but what you did was just attack a child. That's all you did was make it okay for racism to be spewed on a 14, 15-year-old boy. That's what happens when you just get on and spew and talk and just go off. That can't be what you meant to do. Or is it? Is that what you meant? Was that was that your intention? Because it makes me go back to when you did the song with Jesse Nelson. And you sat here and excused what looked like to be blatant blackfishing and blatant cultural appropriation. Not only did you get on here and excuse that because you were on the song with the woman, but you also attacked her group members in the process. That ain't have nothing to do with you. But you call yourself speaking up for some other shit to excuse this woman doing some culturally inappropriate shit. And you attack other women when you're supposed to be a woman who's so about girl power and you're doing this for women and you're fighting for women. But yet you attack a woman to defend somebody who's doing something that's inappropriate to your culture. That's problematic to me. It's problematic to me. I'm not even going to go into the whole situation with your family. 
because that's just that's a whole nother situation that I won't even get into and I'm not going to use that and the difficult intricacies of that to lean into this point I'll just stick to what you've blatantly done and your actions as an individual because at the end of the day I can't use your people to condemn you just like you can't use Garcelle's son to condemn her so I'm not gonna talk about your husband I'm not gonna talk about your brother I'm not gonna talk about all the things that it looks like you have been okay with sweeping to, to the side because of who the person is in your life because that in the grand scheme of things has nothing to do with you I would rather speak about your actions as a woman and you got on your platform and said all the shit that you said about Garcelle and her son. Even if you didn't say her name, we know exactly who you're talking about. The fact that your fan base would get on. You know what? Let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break and I'll be right back. All right, everybody, we are back. We're discussing Nicki Minaj and Garcelle Bouvet and all of the things that have been going on on the internet recently. And listen, before I continue, because the last thing that I want to say about Nicki Minaj is going to transition into the rest of the episode and what I want to talk about with the things that have been going on in my personal life. Um... I'm coming at this from somebody who is not attacking Nikki. I'm not bashing her. I'm not going to get on here and talk shit about her and do all that other stuff and talk about things that are unnecessary to the point of what the conversation is that I'm trying to have. I'm coming at it from somebody who has been a dedicated fan to this woman for 15 years. I'm 31 years old and I've been listening to Nicki Minaj since I was 13. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, this is somebody who I've watched from the beginning of their career, from day one, who sat on Ustream with her. I was watching that Ustream live in the green wig the first time she said, these bitches are my sons. Do you get me? I'm one of those people who's battled with calling myself a barb for years. Because am I somebody who is that big of a Nicki Minaj fan? Yes, I've been on this journey with her and her career from day one. From numero uno. From the come up DVDs to Playtime is Over to Sucker Free to Beat Me Up Scotty. All that. All that. I've been around from day one, from jump off and warning all the way to your love and massive attack and beyond. So this is somebody who is speaking as somebody who is disappointed in somebody who they love, who they admire, who is the reason that I ever picked up a pen to rap. 
Anybody who knows me knows I say this all the time. Nicki Minaj is the reason why I ever picked up a pen in the first place. I would not have ever written a rap if Nicki Minaj had never released music. There's other female rappers that I love. Queen Latifah, MC Light. Kim, Foxy, Eve. Eve, Debrat. I love female rap. I love female rap. But nobody inspired me to pick up a pen like 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 Nicki Minaj. Not even Eve and Debrat, who are who are probably my two favorite female rappers of all time. But Nicki was the one that made me want to spit. Do you get me? So I'm not coming at somebody who just wants to jump on the bandwagon or jump on the Nikki hate train and and talk shit and and just ridicule her and cancel her and tell her that and and tear her down. I don't want nothing. I, I don't want this shit for her. I wish this shit was not happening. Because I am disappointed in, in the woman that I'm seeing. You're becoming the exact people who you don't want attacking you. You're becoming the exact same people who, who you've defended yourself against. You've become the conductor of your own hate train. Whereas at least before, it was an industry and machines going after Nicki Minaj, creating the bullshit and creating the drama and pitting these female rappers against Nicki Minaj. Now it's Nicki Minaj creating her own drama. For what? Your music is going to sell without this fucking drama. Your music is going to sell if you don't get on the motherfucking Queen radio and talk vague, big air quotes, vague shit about these women. Female rappers, reality stars. You are so much bigger and so much better than this. And we expect more from you because you have built yourself as somebody who has been above this. You are the one who put yourself on the platform of I don't do diss records. I diss you on hit records. And put yourself on this platform of you don't respond to drama and beef and bullshit. And you make music and you rap. You rap. Why the fuck are you on the internet doing all this ignorant ass bullshit? You sound like one of these raggedy ass fans down to the internet. Like, what is going on, Nicki Minaj? What is going on? The fact that sh that your fans feel like it is okay to go on social media and look up Kimberly Nicole Foster's phone number. I'm not going to say you doxed her. I'm not going to say you leaked her phone number. I'm just going to say your barbs went on the internet and found her phone number. Since if you watch her YouTube video covering this situation, which I linked in the description of this podcast, she says at the top of the video, listen, it's not that hard to find my phone number. That's probably my fault that the barbs found my phone number so easily. But the fact that you feel... Like they can go online and look up her phone number, get on social media and drag her, talk all this shit, but then text her phone, text her personal number and not only call her all type of bitches and hoes and defend your honor and all that other type of bullshit, but to sit here and look up her address and threaten to burn down her building and to kill her and all this other type of shit. The fact that your fans feel like they can do that and that you think that that shit is okay is a problem.
that that is a big ass problem that is a big problem but you know what that is what i be talking about when i say that is the pros and cons of social of, of social media this is what i say that this is a double-headed this is a double-sided coin for Nicki Minaj because Nicki Minaj built her career and built her fan base on social media and the internet. The Barb's were born on the internet, right? Nicki Minaj has generated the connection to her fans that she has through social media. That is all positive. But what that has turned into and what you have allowed and condoned and not reprimanded your fans for, if you can sit here and you can't sit here and say, oh, I don't control my fans. I don't control my fans. I don't control my fans. Then why do you get on social media and tell them to stream your song and tell them to buy your song and tell them to be somewhere on live to watch you talk, talk all this shit and go listen to Queen Radio and, and do this and do that. You done told your um, fans to buy your products and buy your music and go watch your lives and tune into Queen Radio and do all of this and buy and stream and do all of that. You can tell your fans to do anything else, but then when it comes to them doing something negative, all of a sudden you don't control your fans. You can get on here and say that shit ain't cool. You used to do that. You said that yourself. I used to get on here and say, hey, don't do that. That, that shit's not cool. Don't be fighting with people, blah, 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 blah. But then you got tired of that shit. And now you are the ringleader of this shit. Because you know that whatever you say, your barbs are going to take and exasperate to the hundredth degree and the thousandth power. You know that. You know the power your voice wields to your, to, to your fans. Or to your stands, rather. Because I don't think that all Nicki Minaj fans are like that. I'm not like that. And I've been a diehard Nicki fan for 15 years at least. So I don't know what the stands and the barbs or whatever got going on. But sitting here sending death threats to a woman's phone is out of fucking order. It's out of order. All because she posted a tweet. All because she posted a tweet. Right? That's, that's why all this is okay. I don't understand that. I don't understand that one bit this is the dark side like this is this is this is where social media goes bad because now because of that relationship that Nicki Minaj has built with her fans over all these years now they feel so connected to her and so tied to her that they feel like they can do this shit on her behalf They don't just have her music to go on anymore. Now they feel so close to her because she posts and tweets and does lives and does all these things. And she gets on her queen radio and does all of these things. That her fans now feel like it's okay to defend her to the level of, in a, to just death threats? Are you serious? And you condoning death threats because somebody did their job? Like I said, even if everything that Jennifer Huff got on that got on that talk show and said was a lie, it's not Garcelle's fault that that interview happened. It's not Garcelle's fault that what came out of that mouth that that what came out of that woman's mouth came out of her mouth. 
That has nothing to do with Garcelle. So for you to sit here and pull some bullshit up from a fucking year ago and condone her son being attacked and, and giving death threats on the, on the internet because of some shit that she... She do she did her fucking job. So let me ask a question. If Garcelle stands and Real Housewives stands, if now Bravo stands, started attacking Papa Bear and got on the internet and started sending you death threats and started saying that they were going to do all of these things. Is it okay now? Is Nicki Minaj going to get on Queen Radio and say that's fair game because of what she said on the internet? Are you going to be able to hold yourself to the same accountable standard that you're trying to hold Garcelle to through condoning the racist attack of her son on the internet? Are you going to be able to be as responsible for your actions as you are trying to hold Garcelle for by sitting here saying that it's okay to send death threats to her child? If that turns around and flips on you and now the and now the stands because let's be real the the fandom of real housewives and especially real housewives of 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 Beverly Hills is just as toxic as the barbs. So what if now this incites a fandom against fandom war and now all the fans of the real housewives are now going to start attacking Nicki Minaj? and start attacking her child? What if people start coming online and posting your child and talking shit about your child? Is that okay now? No, it's not a fucking K. I would never tell anybody to do that. But you, sitting here saying it's okay because if you can't stand the heat, took it out of the fucking kitchen. Oh, okay. So if people start now posting Papa Bear and talking shit about your child, it's fine. Right? You got to play that all the way out. You got to think that all the way through. Because at the end of the day, you're inviting the same shit. You're inviting that same toxicity that, that you call yourself defending yourself from right into your home. You're inviting this into your life for no reason. People sat here and jumped on me all over the internet when I've tweeted and posted and commented before. Why is Nikki entertaining this subpar low base bullshit? Why is Nikki stooping so low to engage in internet drama? Why? Why? N N Nicki Minaj has better things to do. Apparently she don't. Apparently Nicki Minaj ain't got better things to do than to sit here and get her ass on motherfucking Queen Radio and incite a goddamn attack on Garcelle Bouvet. Apparently, apparently, Nicki Minaj can get on here and say that it's okay for children to be attacked. Apparently, Nicki Minaj feels that it is okay for somebody to be attacked just because a woman is doing her job. Yet, weren't you the same person who got on here and talked about Cardi B stopping bags? Weren't you the same person who got on here and talked about stopping bags because Cardi B had men go to the club and fight women right that's what you said that's what you said but now you're doing the exact same thing you're doing the exact same thing how is that okay 
how is that okay? That's all I'm saying. You're contradicting yourself, Nikki. Because you got on here and said you would never speak about children and do all of these other things, other things, and talking about how you got up here and defended these girls at their job and you can't control what nobody else do and all of that. You want to sit here and say you're fighting for women and doing all of these things. Yet you seem to not be able to hold yourself to the same standard that you expect other people to conduct themselves at. And that is extremely disappointing as somebody who holds you in such high reverence. It is very saddening. It is very disappointing. It is very eye-opening. It's not surprising at all, but it is disappointing at the end of the day. Because, you know, when I was growing up, they used to say, don't ever meet your idols. Don't ever meet meet your faves because they're going to ruin it every time. They're going to ruin the person that you think they are. They're not going to be the people that you think they are. They're, they're not going to be the people in the music. Nowadays, you can't even follow your idols now. You can't even follow your idols on social media. You can't even... You can't even engage with your idols anymore. Because you don't have to meet them now for them to ruin the perception of who they are to you and who they are and, and who they create themselves to be in their music. This isn't Nicki Minaj from, from Moment for Life. This isn't the Nicki that I fell in love with on Warning. This isn't the Nicki Minaj that I fell in love with freestyling on the stoop. This isn't Nicki This isn't the Nicki Minaj that I fell in love with on the pink print. This isn't the Nicki Minaj that I fell in love with who was the greatest rapper alive and don't have time for the bullshit and I don't do all the internet shit. I write raps. Like this isn't that Nicki. This ain't the Nicki I know. We all thought Nicki was an upstanding woman, honey. And she's shown that she is just as bad as the people who she claimed was driving the Nikki hate train. And come to find out, she's right there in the conductor's booth with them. This is the toxicity of social media. This is the double side of that. This is what the fandom can get you. Do you get what I'm saying? And I think the reason why fandoms have become this toxic and this crazy and this evil is because of social media and that closeness that the fans feel with their fave. They feel like they're their actual friend. They feel like they they peoples because Nicki Minaj might follow you or she might like a tweet or retweet something you saying or respond or comment. They think y'all homegirls now. And so they feel the need to defend you to the point of threatening people's lives. And you don't say anything about it. In fact, the only thing that you do say is that if you don't like it, get out the kitchen. Because nobody thought about your son. Yeah, nobody thought about your son because he wasn't mentioned on the show. For you to sit here and use that as an excuse for why you are condoning death threats being being put on somebody's child who has nothing to do with the woman you have an issue with. I don't understand 
how you can sit here and agree or not reprimand your fans for doing what they did to Kimberly Foster. I don't understand that. I'll never understand that. It's not just reality TV. It's not just reality TV fandom. This is celebrity culture. This is pop culture at this point. And stand culture is really ruining everything that we enjoy about pop culture. Social media and stand culture is truly ruining everything that we love about pop culture. Truly. But that brings me to my next point. I'm about to talk about a couple of situations that have happened in my own life recently on social media because I'm doing this show and because I talk about housewives. This is when fans of the show show you how toxic they really are. I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you guys about how fans of the show can seem to be people who you're on an equal playing field with or people who you share some sort of similarity or vibe with because you're fans of the same show. But then once you look a little deeper, you see that it gets very dark. It gets very dark. We'll be right back. Remember when I said in an earlier episode of this podcast that the actions of our faves can incite certain actions of the fans? The entire segment before was exactly what I was just talking about. The entire segment that you just listened to was a prime example of what I'm talking about. The fact that Nicki Minaj going on Queen Radio and saying all the things that she said about Garcelle, allegedly, incited her fans to say everything that they said about Garcelle and her son online. But then, because of that type of behavior, the fans felt that it was okay to go after Nicki Minaj and look up her phone number, dox her and text her personal phone death threats all because she posted a tweet about Nicki Minaj and her reaction to this situation that she did with Garcelle on Queen Radio, allegedly. That is what I meant when I said that actions can incite actions. Nobody can control people, but you can control yourself. And sometimes the the people who do certain things, they do them because of your actions on the show. That's all I'm saying. In this situation, because Nicki Minaj would do some shit like that, now it's okay to send death threats. See what I'm saying? She sat here and justified people sending death threats to Garcelle's son. And because somebody tweeted and said that was disgusting, now all of a sudden it's okay to send death threats to her. 
the actions of our faves can incite actions of the fans. And that can be good or bad. Just like you can incite your fans to stream your music and make it number one, you can incite your fans to send death threats to somebody who was holding you accountable. They may not have liked that they said that you're a horrible person, but at the end of the day, your behavior was horrible. Point blank, period. Now, speaking of social media, Let's talk social media for a minute because I have a couple situations in my life that I've just gone through because I'm doing this show. And one is directly because I wanted to invite somebody on my show and it ended up being something that was a little racially tentious and I just am really offended by it. And I wanna know how you guys feel about this situation and how you would take the conversation that I had with this individual, okay? And then I want to talk to you about another situation where I used to be in the YouTube circles with a certain individual. And now I feel like that person who used to call themselves my friend came back around only because they were trying to use me for clout to build up their own platform. Okay? So let's start with the situation that's directly associated with this podcast. What had happened was I was on the Twitters minding my business as I always do. And I came across a discussion about Toya Bush Harris from Married to Medicine. And we were engaging in a debate that was centrally populated around the most recent episode and the fight that happened with her and Audra. And also... um just talking about her and her living situation and some other things that were going on on Twitter, blah, 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 blah. It was just mostly, you know, married to medicine conversation that was around Toya specifically. And so there was a person who was commenting on the same thread on Twitter that I was commenting on and they were giving really solid financial advice and they kind of made me think about Toya's situation in a different way. And they made me look at it um, from a different perspective based on the financial knowledge that they were providing within the Twitter thread, right? So I continue to engage in conversation with this person. And as I'm listening to what they're saying by reading their tweets, I'm learning a lot about not only Toya's situation and the situation that could be going on with her house and how she could have actually made money by building this house and then selling it. I was also gaining inspiration for an episode for my podcast because I was thinking, well, there's so many housewives and there's so many reality stars that come on and they get this new money and they don't know what to do with it and they don't know how to spend it and they don't know how to invest it and, and you know, leverage their debt and, and like all of these type, type of things. There's so many ways that you can handle this, this new money and these women come on and they flex all, they just come on and start buying Fendi, Gucci, Louis and they don't worry about making their money work for them, right? So I DM'd the woman and I asked her about coming on my podcast to kind of give some financial advice to housewives and reality stars who are coming into new money and give me some examples of like how a housewife could flip money to work for them. And I had all type of things that I wanted to talk to her about on this episode, right? So I reach out to her, ask her to be on the podcast. She says, okay, and that's great and that's fine, right? 
So I, so I tell her, you know, let me know what your schedule is or whatever, blah, blah, blah. We'll, we'll, you know, figure it out or whatever, blah, blah, blah. This is where things start to take a turn because she sends me a message back and her response to my messaging, mind you, the entire brevity of our conversation was, hey, I want you to come on to, to, to the podcast. I think we can get a great episode out of you giving financial advice and talking about different financial issues that housewives and different reality stars have had and how they could have made their money work for them or done better with their money in those situations and things like that. I wanted you to come on and talk about money because she revealed to me throughout that Twitter thread that she's a tax accountant. Right. So I wanted her to come on and talk about money. And that was pretty much it. She said, sure. I sent her the link to the podcast so she can listen to the first few episodes and see if it's something that she wanted to do. She said, fine. Um, And so I asked her about her schedule and she responds to me and she says, hey, I just wanted you to know that I'm happy to do your podcast, but I wanted to make sure that you knew that I'm not black. I don't know if that changes anything, but if you still want me to do the podcast, let me know and I'll look at my schedule and how long do you want? This is what's called a microaggression. Let me explain. The reason why this is considered to be a microaggression is because there was nothing in our dialogue, in that Twitter thread, nor in our conversation that led her to believe or me to imply that I wanted to have a conversation with her because I thought that she was black. Race was never mentioned in any dialogue that we had. So I don't know if this person assumed because we were talking about a show that has a predominantly black cast that you were also engaging in the conversation with and I'm a black content creator, which can't feel good according to Sanella, but why did you think that I just assumed you were black? And why do you think I care what skin color you are? Why do you think it matters to me what race you are as a as a factor of, of why I would ask you to be on my podcast? I don't understand how anything from our dialogue says I care about what skin color you are. And I posted this on my Twitter. I, I, I posted the entire exchange on Twitter because I really needed to understand am I tripping about why you would bring race into a conversation about a reality show that isn't about race. They don't even talk about race like that on Married to Medicine with the exception of them all being black people and talking about the benefits of being successful black people and how that representation is effective to, to this generation. So I don't know what me asking you to come on my podcast to talk about money has to do with race. 
that leads me to question why you felt the need to comment on a predominantly black show about their money. That leads me to question your intentions, right? Let me know if y'all feel like that shit was weird because I felt like that was extremely offensive. I felt like that was a blatant ass microaggression because no, there was nothing in our dialogue and our conversation that would have given you any provocation to make that statement or to think about race in any type of way. Why is race something that is such a benefactor to you or something that is such a major factor to you when it comes to whether you wanna come on my podcast or you think that that is a determining factor of why I would want you on my motherfucking show? Please make that make sense to me, y'all, because I don't understand. I'm doing this show so that I can learn from y'all just as much as y'all can possibly learn something from me. I'm not saying that I'm an educator, but I am saying that I feel like I have a unique perspective, a, 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 a unique point of view, and I cover the show from a unique vantage point. So maybe you can look at the same shows that I watch from a different perspective because of the way that I see it and vice versa right? That's what I mean by learning from each other. That's why I invite the people to come on my show that I invite. I, I have a lot of collabs coming up. I have a lot of collabs with different people and different content creators that I want to do. And race has never played into any of them. A lot of the content creators that I have reached out to, to be on my, my podcast, I've never even seen their face because they're display pictures on their social medias are not them it's different housewives or it's their logo for, for 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 their content and they're not visible in their content like race has nothing to do with why i would ask anybody to be on my show if race was a determining factor of my content, then I wouldn't be covering Real Housewives of Beverly Hills at all. I wouldn't be talking about Real Housewives of OC. I wouldn't give a damn about Real Housewives New York. Racist or affirmative action. So I don't know what, like, if, if race was a determining factor for me, I would not give a damn about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Especially now because all, all of the women of color are gone. So like, clearly you did not take any look at my content that I sent you because not only did I send you my, my a podcast, I think I might've sent you my YouTube channel as well. If I didn't, at the end of the day, you didn't listen to my podcast because had you listened to my podcast, you would have gotten a sense of who I am and know that I'm not like that. But I took that situation extremely offensively and this is when i made the mistake of thinking that just because we were having a mutually pleasant conversation about a, a reality show that we both love that there would not be any type of unnecessary racial tension now mind you none of my thinking in making that assumption had anything to do with me thinking that we were both people of color or or both black i never thought of that I just thought, hey, this is somebody else who loves Bravo, who loves reality shows. This is the th this is how I want to conduct the people who come on my show. I only want to talk to uh, other content creators who love reality TV as much as I do and who love reality TV enough to make content about it like I do. I want to curate relatable conversations with people who love the shows as much as I do because I think it'll give you guys something more effective to listen to. Do you get what I'm saying?
I say all of that to say that the reason why I took it the way that I took it and the reason why I feel so convicted about my stance on it now is because of how that situation ended, okay? My response to that message was something to the effect of, I didn't ask you to come on my podcast because I thought you were black. I invited you on my podcast because I wanted your your perspective on reality stars and new money. And I continued by basically saying, I don't know what race has to do with anything. The fact that you would even say that or think that is truly offensive. I don't know if you know what that implies or not, but it looks really fucked up. And I am just going to go ahead and pass on the podcast interview because I don't want to have a conversation with somebody who thinks like that. So I thought that it was just going to be left at that, right? Leave it at that. You said something that was really fucked up. I told you that I didn't appreciate it. Said no thank you on the podcast. Kept it moving, right? I unfollowed her, kept it pushing. So I go back to um, look at the... um, To look at the messages because I wanted to see what time I sent that last night. And I couldn't respond to the messages anymore. There was a message at the bottom that said that I, that I can no longer res, 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 respond to this message. This woman blocked me. Can someone make me understand why somebody would block me for as positively as I could responding to something that you did? Does that make sense to me? No. This whole situation makes no sense. But what that does say is that that was a sign of guilt. That that to me was an admission of guilt. Because I don't understand what reason you would have to block me. Like, I unfollowed you. You were never following me. So we could have just deleted the conversation and, and, and kept it pushing. You decided to block me. For what? I said what I had to say and I moved on. I told you thank you, but no thank you. So to me, that just reads as an admission of guilt. That reads as, oh, you're caught. So now you want to block me so you don't have to engage with with it at all. Like, come on. That's just, to me, that's just gross. But it is a blatant sign that just because two people mutually engage in a communal fan base doesn't mean that they will align as people or that their values will align as people or that they are even similar in character or way of thinking just because they watch the 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 same reality show not that it's smart to make that assumption anyway but you don't think that the people who you're watching the same reality show with especially a show like married to medicine is going to end with a situation where you feel like you were semi-racially profiled like i feel like that situation was racially profiling and her basically saying like i don't want to she like to me i took that as she figured that I wouldn't want to talk to anybody that wasn't black and I don't understand why you would try to draw that conclusion that just reads very problematic to me so 
with that being said that was just a really it was just a really uncomfortable situation and i want to get your guys' thoughts about that and, and let me know what y'all think about that but i'm gonna move on to the last situation and then i'm gonna close up this podcast because technically this situation was just supposed to be by this situation i mean this podcast this episode of this podcast was only supposed to be about the situation that i was about to tell you about right now or that I'm about to tell you about right now and how it inspired me to look at the way that reality TV fandoms inspire or coerce the behavior of its respective fan bases. And over the course of the next two days, all of these situations happen with this girl on Twitter who I asked to be on the podcast and then she basically thought that I only want to talk to black people. So she got uncomfortable and blocked me. And then this whole situation with Nicki Minaj and inciting her fan base like that shit is crazy but this situation is interesting because there's a lot of history and there's a lot of details that I'm not going to expound on because they're not really relevant and I just feel like the reason why I want to talk about this is because we're in the first situation with the person who I invited in my podcast, it really made me realize that just because we're not in the same fandom or just because we're in the same fan base doesn't mean that we align as people. This situation kind of showed me how these reality stars and watching these reality stars kind of inspire people to act like they're, they're better bitches than they are. And it incites them to conduct themselves in ways that are uncharacteristic to them or are hyping their head up to conduct themselves in ways that are not the best for them. I'll say it like that. Case in point, um, like I told you before, I come from an entire history on YouTube before I started this podcast. And I was running in the same YouTube circles as this one lady. And we were cool or whatever. We have done panels together. We've, you know, kikied, whatever. I've gone on her channel. She's come on my channel, whatever. We've exchanged all type of pleasantries. All, all those things are the things, right? And so we had a falling out um, months ago. We had a falling out three, four months ago. Haven't spoken to each other, haven't seen each other, haven't thought about the person since, right? All's well that ends well, good riddance. So I say all of that to say this person comes back around the other day and follows me out of the blue. Follows me out of the blue and starts to subsequently DM me all of these random ass voice messages to rehash old drama that she did not feel important enough to finish three, four months ago when the conversation was taking place. Yet she is stating all of these things under the pretense that she wants to be my friend and fix it. Yet she is engaging me with extremely gaslighting and toxic ass behavior she's engaging me in a way that is very much oh i hear what you're saying but i don't agree with that so i'm gonna make it oh you're creating this narrative you're making this thing up in your head you're you're letting people get in your head and you know all of these ty ty types of things 
What that is, is a blatant deflection and a blatant re refusal of accountability. And the moment I heard that, I completely tuned out from the rest of the conversation. But the reason why I bring this up and the reason why it inspired this is because we both came together and we met each other because of Housewives fandom. We met each other creating content about Housewives, right? Now, it gets deeper because the person who I am referring to has a connection to actual cast members of a Housewives franchise. I'm not going to say which Housewives franchise it is because that will probably give a clearer indication of who I'm talking about. And that person is not only irrelevant, but that person, it doesn't really matter that you know who the person is because there's nothing that's going to come from the situation. Do you get what I mean? So it doesn't matter who the person is. You don't need to know who who, 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 who they are. And if you're listening to, to, to this podcast, I'm sure you are. Grow up. But the situation worked out. Basically, they came to antagonize me about some drama that they put themselves in because of the way that they were conducting themselves on the internet in a way that was inappropriate as well as participating in inappropriate manners with participants in a Housewives franchise. So... You're sitting here, coming back around, trying to gaslight me about some shit that you did four months ago, three months ago, that nobody cares about, nobody's thought about, ain't thought about you since. But you come around because you said yourself that I was back around, you saw that I was coming back around, blah, blah, blah. Now, like I told you a few minutes ago in this conversation, she followed me out of the blue. So if you weren't following me, then how do you know that I'm around? Oh, okay. Long story short, the way that this worked out was that she had been watching my content, watching my video, been paying attention to what I've been doing this entire time because I had taken a break from YouTube and I had taken about a three month break and I just started releasing content again. And I decided to create this podcast because it was more convenient to my schedule and the things that I'm doing and it was easier for me to do a podcast than it was for me to sit and record a video and then edit it and then post it and do all of that, right? I'm going to be doing all of that later, but listen to the first episode and I'll give you all the details on that. Basically, what I'm saying is you came back around because you wanted clout. You wanted clout. You wanted me to come on your YouTube channel to boost your numbers up. You wanted me to get your subs up. You saw that I was releasing content again. And now all of a sudden you think that you're going to fall back into the fold and use me to get your numbers up. But you want to sit here and say that it's because you're my friend. If you were truly my friend, why didn't you reach out to me and follow me and and try to hash out this conversation months ago? If you were truly my 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 friend, why didn't you finish the conversation when, when we were having it? See, here's the thing. You done let housewives get your head fucked up and think you a better bitch than you are when you done forgot that I know you for who you really are. The same person that you call yourself trying to attack right now is the same person who knows all your business and is the same person who has kept your business a secret all this time. So let's not act like 
this is about friendship. Let's not act like this is about me and you. Let's not act like this is about us being cool. You are a clout chaser. You are a phony. You are a liar. You are a narcissist. And what you will not do is try to use me to advance yourself when you don't have the talent or the determination to do it yourself. I've given you enough. I named your YouTube channel and I gave you the inspiration for, for, for the content you are now posting. You don't need anything else from me. At the end of the day, if you were truly passionate about the shit that, that you were doing, you would get off your ass and do it. Instead, you sitting around like Sheree doing nothing and then waiting for a reason to do content when you want to try to compete with somebody else. I'm going to give you the same advice that I give to Sheree. Find something else to do. Find something else to do. Because at the end of the day, if you are doing content, if you are doing YouTube, if you are now doing a podcast or whatever it is you're doing to try to compete with other people and, and make yourself look good or so you can run in certain circles or do certain things or look or get certain looks then you're doing it for the wrong reason. Because when all of those things don't work, don't happen, don't go in your favor, then what are you going to do? If you don't have the determination to build it for yourself, stop trying to go and build it off of other people. Especially when all of the people you have tried to ride their coattails, you have fallen out with. You are the common denominator in all of the situations that you hold grudges against right now. And you want to make everybody else the villain in your storyline. This is not a reality show, sweetheart. Life is not a reality show. And I'm putting you in this podcast right now because I know you're listening. And I know that, that, that you're going to hear this. And if you want to play reality show with me, I will play Listen. In the words of Candy, I'm not Michelle Obama. Okay? This is your warning. Leave me the fuck alone. Go figure out something else to do. And go find your passion. Because at the end of the day, if you ain't doing shit until I drop content, if you ain't moving until I drop content, then you don't need to be doing it. Because at the end of the day, I don't move for nobody. I don't move because of nobody. I came back to my YouTube channel because I had enough to say to where I wanted to speak. I created this podcast because I was inspired enough to do so. And I felt like I had a good enough idea to run with. Don't do anything based on what other people are doing. That means fans of the show don't do anything because you think that that's what your favorite housewife is going to do or you feel like you're you're defending your 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 favorite housewife or this that and the third and don't let housewife make you think you're a better bitch than you are because at the end of the day you need to focus on yourself this doesn't just go for the person I'm talking about this goes for everybody listening to this show worry about yourself don't predicate your actions and your moves on housewives, reality stars, other people on social media trying to keep up with, with the Joneses, trying to be like Mike. Don't do that. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be sitting around looking bitter and pissed off with egg on your face when the shit don't work out for you. And all the people who you are trying to model your life after who don't have these provocations are, 
are going to be prospering and you're going to be sitting around wondering why the hell you can't get your shit together, it's because you're doing it all for the wrong reasons. So don't let the internet... Now I'm going back to the person who I'm talking about. Don't let the internet and YouTube and doing these call-in live shows and the people who watch our um, channel and subscribers and all of that shit get you fucked up. And I'm not threatening violence or anything like that. What I mean by don't let it get you fucked up is don't let it fuck up what you're trying to do for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you have potential. And you have the talent to be a good content creator, but you're so focused on everybody else and what everybody else is doing that, that you are getting in your own way because you won't get off of everybody else's dick. Find you something else to fucking do. Because if you would just worry about yourself and stop worrying about everybody else, you would actually be able to get some content worth something done. But you get stuck in your own way. And then on top of that, you bury yourself in the bullshit that you get stuck in that has to do with everybody else. You so worried about everybody else's business and what everybody else is doing that you are not focused on your own content. If you wanted to be my friend, we could have hashed out this conversation and you could have just taken some responsibility for the shit that you said. And we could have squashed this shit months ago. But this was never about friendship. You're playing housewives and you're trying to manipulate me and try to get into my head to try to get something out of me so that you can boost your shit up. And it's not going to happen. I'm not the bitches you hold grudges against. I'm smarter than them and I'm smarter than you. So at the end of the day, you better leave me the fuck alone and go find you some real goddamn content to make. Because if you want to play content and you want to play reality show, I can get just as petty as you. I'm not Michelle Obama, and I am also not the one, the two, or the three. There will never be a day that you will ever think that you will compete with me. Why? Because I don't compete with nobody but myself. You will never be in a competition or a conversation with me. Why? Because you don't do what I do. You can't. You do what you do. Go listen to Megan Thee Stallion's Her. You do you and whatever that is, cut the song off. Because I don't do what you do better. I do me and it works. And it's going to work. And I'm going to prosper and I'm going to thrive. Because I'm built like that. I have nothing but good intentions. I have nothing but positivity radiating around me. But what I'm not is a punk. And what I'm not is somebody that, that's going to be played with. So if you want to play the content game and you want to try to use me for content, now I'm using you for content. How do you like that? Checkmate. I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back and close the show. With that being said, we'll be right back. Okay, now let's wrap this up with a real conversation real quick. Some of you may think that what I did in this podcast was hypocritical. Some of you may listen to the entirety of this show and hear me call out Nicki Minaj for using her platform to blatantly attack somebody 
vaguely without saying their name and then listen to me turn around and defend myself and ask for advice from my listeners based on the context of what happened in my own life and say that that's being hypocritical and say that I'm doing the exact same thing that Nicki Minaj did. And let me tell you why you're wrong. Because what I did was show you and Nicki Minaj how you were supposed to handle that situation. I got on here and I defended myself and I spoke on a situation that happened to me without inciting or inviting any of the people listening to anything that I'm saying to be involved or a part. In fact, I actually condemned that behavior before I ever told my story. Okay? And I'm going to reinforce that point now. Anyone who is listening to this and knows who I'm talking about. And like I said, I posted what the conversation was between me and the person that I invited on my podcast. I did that for context, not to dox the person, not to send hate to their page or anything like that. But I did it to inform the greater fan base of this show who is also watching this show. And I also did it so that the people listening to this podcast can go to my Twitter account and read that conversation between me and that person and truly get the full breadth of what actually happened and give me advice on if I'm if I'm overreacting to that. And the conversation that I had with the person who 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 used to be in my circle who I fell out with who's no longer around the reason why I decided to beat you at your own game and the reason why that's not hypocritical is because this went directly to you, right? I'm going to send you this episode. I'm going to send it directly to your DMs. You don't have to find it, even though I know you're watching and you're listening and you're waiting. The reason why I did that is because there's a way to defend yourself without attacking other people there's a way to defend yourself without inviting other people or condoning other people attacking people i don't want anybody who knows who i'm talking about in this situation to attack her i wish all of the people who i spoke about today nothing but the best including Nicki minaj i don't want anything but great things for all of you i want all of you to succeed and have the best life and do all of the greatest things that you can do with yourselves but What I'm not going to do is be taken advantage of. So in this situation, I had to make an example of somebody who thought that they were going to play housewives with me. This is me saying that there's a way to play housewives without being malicious and dirty. Do you get what I'm saying? There's a way to get your point across and flex and pop your shit without inciting violence or sending someone death threats or condoning those things against them or their family members. I'm not saying don't defend yourself. That's why I made myself an example. I'm not telling Nicki Minaj not to defend herself. But what I'm saying is there is a way to do that and you are more than well aware of what weight and power your voice carries and what it can incite. You've spoken on it. 
So just like you can get on your platform and defend yourself, you can get on here and also preface that defense by saying me saying what I'm saying and me telling my story has nothing to do with how you should carry yourself and how you should involve yourself with that individual. You can say what you need to say and defend yourself without inciting violence or without or without condoning death threats or being malicious or attacking somebody or doing any of that. And I just showed you how to do that. That's the reason why I structured this episode the way that I did, where I called somebody out and then I basically did a version of the exact same thing, but I handled it in a way that you should handle it. Had Nicki Minaj gotten on here and defended herself in a way that didn't end up inciting violence or condoning it, then it would have made sense. And had you not done that, your fans would not feel like it's okay to go and dox and attack Kimberly Nicole Foster. Like I said before, your words have power and your actions can incite actions, whether it be positive or negative, your words have power. And by sheer proxy of people tuning into your platform means that you have influence. Use it wisely. That is what I'm saying. And that is why I did what I did in this episode. So, with that being said, this has been Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau. I appreciate every single one of you for tuning in and being a part of the show. I hope that you guys had a good time with me. I hope that um, the point of what I was doing and the the real intention of why I did this episode comes across in the way that it was supposed to. I hope that everybody receives this podcast in the, in, in the manner of which it was intended. And yeah, make sure you guys hit me up. Um, follow the podcast on Instagram, real reality, realness, follow me on Instagram, Cherie Laveau. Um, Answer the question that I'm going to attach to this podcast on Spotify and let me know what you think about the episode. Let me know what you think about what I talked about in the episode. What do you think about the subjects? What do you think about the Nicki Minaj situation with Garcelle? What do you think about the Nicki Minaj situation with Kimberly Nicole Foster? Let me know what you think about my situations and all the shit that I've been getting into since this show has started and let me know how you would have handled it and let me know if you understand why I brought all of this to the podcast and did this the way that I did it because I wanted to show that you can defend yourself publicly in a way that doesn't also serve as an attack. Let me know if that read clearly. But anyway, I'm going to hop off of here. I will talk to you guys later. Um, like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave me comments, do all of the things that the thing to thank the things. And I'll hit you guys later. This has been the real reality realness. And I thank you guys for tuning in to help me get down to the real reality of fandoms and the Internet bullshit. I'll holler at y'all later.